At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare more than a movie is back with season two i'm your host alex fumero and each week i'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies from the godfather andy garcia he has the smarts Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here and this season takes it to a whole new level old school legends modern power players and ex-lovers are all competing in cape town south africa for the prize of three hundred thousand dollars and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast listen to mtv's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts this is VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. And we begin the Tuesday edition of Big Bets here on VSIN. Dave Ross and Amal Shaw here at South Point Casino and Hotel in Las Vegas, Nevada, in Amal. It's not every day that you get a show like this. Okay, look, we got Wes Reynolds coming on later on. And who doesn't love Wes across the network? Right. And certainly when I think of Wes in the shows that we did together, uh, for the first year here, it's golf first, and then we'll get some football and everything else. But I can't wait to pick Wes's brain about the President's Cup that's going to start this week because, you know, the numbers have gotten away from you if you want to back good old USA, USA, USA. And we'll figure out if Wes has found some other avenues of approach here as we get ready to take on the international team this week. And then hour number two, you ever heard of the guy they call the big unit? I have not. Randy Johnson. Yeah, the Randy Johnson is going to join the program in hour number two to talk all things MLB. And when we talk to Randy, do we have to ask, like, you know, Mariners questions or Yankee questions or D-back questions? Like, well-traveled, success everywhere. Where would you start with the big unit? Uh, Will you go Seattle first? Is that what you think of? No, I just think of, you know, this guy with uh, the number of strikeouts he had in his career. My goodness. I mean, he was unbelievable. You look at his case per nine was amazing. Is he the best left-handed power pitcher of all time? Well, I'm going to say the best that I've seen. There are people – I didn't see much of Steve Carlton's career because it was towards the Carlton. tail end. And so, for me, um, I would say probably for myself, yes. Was Walter Johnson left-handed? I believe he was. The big train. You guys remember him? 
I didn't cover it was 100 him. years ago. <laughs> I was like, come on. I do not, Dave. I, I do not that. remember him. I mean, I mean, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm old. I'm not that old. But yeah, I, I actually put uh, Randy ahead of Steve Carlton in that upper echelon of great left-handed power pitchers. We can't wait to catch up with the big unit in hour number two. I do want to start off today. There is some news in the NFL, and I don't know that it's going to move any numbers because I'm looking at the right now the Buccaneers and their odds to win the NFC South. I just want to take a take a glimpse after two wins to start off the year. What are they, minus 550? Good. Minus $5. You're really good. They signed Cole Beasley. Now, Cole Beasley uh, is going to go to the practice squad, 11-year vet. Remember, they are really shorthanded right now in the wide receiver court, right? So, you know, Chris Godwin's been out. He tried to come back week one, and then he got re, uh, re-injured there. And they've been down some receivers there in Tampa Bay. It does feel like the rich getting richer. I don't know if Cole Beasley's got anything left in the tank. And, again, I don't know how you feel about the move. But right now, you look at those numbers, my goodness, the Saints, after what the Bucks did to them, it was a close game until the fourth quarter. Look at how much that has shifted. Minus $5 for the Bucks, plus five fifty for the Saints, and then two long shots of the Panthers at 15-1 and the Falcons. Sorry. You haven't been mathematically eliminated, but 40-1. to the betting market's telling you everything you need to know. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You look at those two teams, both 0-2, Tampa 2-0, and and the Saints obviously with a crucial division loss against the Buccaneers now sitting uh, at uh, 1-1. So uh, I think it's going to be a tough fight for them, but they're still not out of it because, remember, this is a team that really defends well against the Buccaneers. I think it was the turnovers that took them down on Sunday. Yeah, Jameis reverted to to bad Jameis in that fourth quarter. Kind of undid them on Sunday. Some other news and notes here. I just want to get your, your opinion on one, just from a money perspective. Nathan McKinnon got absolutely paid for the Lanch. How about this? Eight-year deal, $100.8 million contract extension. So the great Nate is not leaving uh, the Mile High City anytime soon. And how about this in college football? Bedlam, done. No more Bedlam once the Sooners join the SEC. Now, I'm not going to be the old guy, get off my lawn, you're killing rivalries. Get off my lawn. Why does everybody always say that? Does anybody want anybody on their lawn? Clint Eastwood doesn't. <laughs> he wanted everybody off the lawn. Well, he, every once in a while, you come across somebody you shouldn't F with. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, you know, I, I mentioned this, Amal. You and I on week one, or week zero, was it week one's week zero, when Pittsburgh played West Virginia in the backyard brawl. And, you know, that, that game hadn't been played in like a decade. Like, this is the stuff that's going to hurt college football. And I know we're going to go to the super conferences. We're yeah. going to expand the playoffs and all that's coming. But I will miss this stuff. I'll miss well, Bedlam. There's no, there's no question about it, but Oklahoma's dominated that series. By the way, I got a message. Walter Johnson was a right-hander. Right-hander. Somebody said, what about Sandy Koufax? But, but, but is he a power pitcher? I didn't know. I, didn't, I don't know. So I, I, that's why I would ask that one. Well, every, but, lefty, every lefty is a crafty lefty. Crafty, yeah. Except but, for Randy and Steve Carlton. But, you know, your point about Bedlam and all these series uh, just kind of going by the wayside, I think it hurts college football. I think, though, when you look at the backyard brawl, the difference is the ACC and the Big 12 needs those games, whereas the SEC and the Big 10 doesn't. Right. I mean, it's one of those scenarios where you look at Auburn. I mean, they got a loss on their record now by Penn State, who murdered them. (laughs) Um, Now you've got to play the rest of the SEC West, Arkansas, Alabama, LSU, Mississippi State. Where are they winning a game? I didn't even mention A&M yet. No, it looks like it's going to be a rough year, maybe a 3-4 win season for Auburn. Very quickly, if you're the AD, I'm going to make Amal Shaw the AD, either at Oklahoma State or Oklahoma. Uh-huh. Do you schedule this game like they finally did with Pitt and West Virginia? Say, you know, screw it. If we're going to be at a conference, we're going to figure out a way to play this game. If I'm at Oklahoma State, yes, I absolutely do. And if I'm Joe Castiglione at Oklahoma, I absolutely do not. Mm. 
There's no reason if you're a boomer sooner. You are the marquee program in that you state. Keep beating up on little brother? You don't know. It's not the problem. The problem is this. You're expected to win that game. We saw Oklahoma State beat them last year in a classic yep. in Bedlam. But to me, there's not enough of an advantage with you being in the in the SEC. Why play that game? You just don't have a benefit to it where it's more detrimental than a win is positive. Where have you gone, Joe DiMaggio? It is one of those, like, if I'm joining the SEC, I'm asking, who does Alabama play out of conference, right? They don't they play, play anybody out of conference. Texas. No, they played three games uh, on the road non-conference. Oh, I, I didn't realize Nick doesn't schedule. Right, exactly. <laughs> he scheduled this year and almost burned him. Uh, hey, if Quinn Ewers doesn't go down, they might lose that game. They're losing that game. Take the might out. I think you're right. Uh, let's let's talk a little bit more about the futures market here because I do think you can find value when you look across the National Football League. Now that week two is put in the books last night uh, with Minnesota coming up very lame in Philadelphia and also Tennessee, oof, that didn't look good against Buffalo. They're now 0-2. And look at the Titans here. Here's the amazing thing about this. This division right now on paper is garbage. And you look at the – the Titans are plus $1.80. To win the division, the Colts haven't won a game. They didn't score a point. They got a tie. They're the favorites. I mean, you know, we talk about the NFC least all the time. Yeah. By the way, that, that division is good this year. This division is flat-out garbage. I'm not so sure that you don't get in on the Jags at 3-1. to one. I mean, where would you go when you look at the updated odds here in the AFC South? Because you find me nine wins for the division winner. I mean, go ahead. Well, first of all, when you look at the Colts' schedule, they went 0-1-1 against two division opponents. You've got the Chiefs on deck. You've got Tennessee in a crucial game coming up. Uh, That's at home. But then they're at the Broncos, Jaguars again, at the Titans. So they're going to have, what amazes me is they're going to play the Titans twice in October within 22 days. They're going to play each other two times. This division could theoretically be decided fairly quickly. And the way this uh, offense is going, I know – I know uh, Tennessee got absolutely destroyed last night, mm-hmm. but Buffalo right now looks like they're unstoppable. Yes. Tennessee will be okay at home. I mean, they should have won that game against the Giants, but, man, the Colts, they haven't shown a pulse. They've been dominated in both games. Well, you mentioned they've played and have two more coming up here with the Titans in a relatively quick span. They played the quote-unquote bad teams of the division to 0-1-1, right? I mean, that's what we thought is the Jags are supposed to be, well, the Jags. Jack shot him out 24 nothing, right? And then, you know, well, the Texans, they're going to be the, the also-rans of the division, longest shots to win this division. They tie them. So, all of a sudden, you played the easy games in the division and you're 0-1-1. Where do you go? Like, to me, I think we're – I'm not saying we are. I'm saying maybe the general public is overlooking the elephant in the room, and that could be Doug Peterson and the Jaguars. They could have easily beaten the Commanders in week one on the road, and they easily handled the Colts, the Colts last week. Is this now? We've seen quarterbacks make huge leaps in year two. I'm not saying that's going to be the case for Trevor Lawrence, but so far so good. Now they have an adult leading the room in, in Doug Peterson. Should we look at them at three to one? I was looking at that. And I thought this team was a possibility when you look at the schedule. I mean, it's look, they've got a critical division win. I think that becomes so mm-hmm. huge down the stretch. Now they've got a tough two games coming up at the Chargers and the Eagles. I, I think they'll probably come out with losses in both those games. Then you get the Texans at the Colts, Giants at home, Broncos. I mean, it's it's interesting. This is going to be a division that really in the next couple of weeks could theoretically get decided in terms of the betting market, not necessarily who's going to win the division. But with the fact that Kansas City plays the Colts and the uh, Houston, or excuse me, Nashville 
Titans play the Raiders in a crucial game for both teams. I give the edge to the Titans at home, even though the Raiders are opening up as a favorite in that one. Um, this this should be interesting to see how this plays out. Yeah, and again, I'm not going to tell Mike Vrabel, who, oh, by the way, was coach of the year last year. And mm-hmm. I thought he, he earned the, the award, getting the number one seed in the AFC with, I think, a roster that outside of Derrick Henry, you know, you have, you have a wide receiver playing quarterback. Yep. Well, I, by the way, I think that wide receiver has maxed out his ability. Oh, yeah. I, Right? I think he's on, I think he's hitting the bench at some point. Yes, and I think the be, the best bet on that board that we've flashed up, and I might make it today because I, I didn't really check this out. Titans not to make the playoffs at minus one fifty. That's a bet I'm willing to lay. I'm all I, you, you got to win the division. About, yeah, you got to win the division. That's we talked it. about this all offseason. I still think it holds true. You're not getting a wild card no. team in from this division, and I, I the Titans I, I still believe in less than the Colts right now. And the Jaguars, to your point, Dave, I might put above them. And, and that's the way I look at it, too. And, again, we're, I would never tell a coach because, look, we don't know. We don't watch the reps. Right. This, we'll get into this with San Francisco later on in the show. But at some point, do you turn it over to Mike Willis and say, all right, we're 0-2, and we lost to the Giants at home and got blown out by Buffalo? Or do you ride the veteran in Tannehill and hope that he can turn this thing around? I'm going to tell you right now, uh, Mike Vrabel won't do that. No. Two reasons. One, because you're signaling that you're basically somewhat giving up on the season. The other thing is he's from the Belichick school. Yeah. And these guys just automatically blindly go with the more talent or, or the more experienced people than necessarily a talented guy. That's why I was respected Pete Carroll for making that decision. They signed Matt Flynn to that long-term contract and said, no, we're going with Russ. Matt Flynn, LSU's finest. Remember that, kids? Absolutely. Uh, when we come back, how about our power rankings in the AFC and the NFC? The top five teams that we've seen through two weeks and how you might handicap their prospects going forward. Come on back. It is Big Bets here on a Tuesday on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. 
Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, from this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Start your football season off on the right foot by subscribing to VSIN Pro. Get full access to everything we do, including our daily picks at a glance recap of the top plays made by VSIN show hosts and guests, 24 7 video, season prep, including our weekly college and pro football matchup guides covering every game all season long, pro tools like our, our exclusive betting splits, and pro tips. Updated every hour with actual insights to help up your betting game. Sign up for our discounted football special and get VSIN Pro access to everything we do from now through the Super Bowl for only $175, or you can save 50% off the monthly price with an annual subscription and bet smarter all season long. Go to VSIN.com slash subscribe for all of your options to become part of the sports betting network. Back alongside Amal Shaw, Dave Ross here. We are at South Point Casino and Hotel in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. And this is an exercise Kelly Bidlin said we need to do, and I think it's a smart one to do after two weeks. You kind of readjust what you've seen in two weeks in the NFL and get out your top five uh, power rankings here in the AFC and the NFC. And the reason why I think this is a something you can correlate to some of your future plays is where you think the strength is in these conferences. And then you look for avenues of, of approach, like we just did with the AFC South, to find some of the better numbers out there that might correlate with the teams that we think, as of two weeks, are in the upper echelon of their conference. Amal, I'm going to start off with you, and I want to go to your NFC top five that you see right now. Uh, I'm going to go with the Buccaneers, the Eagles, Ooh. the Packers, the Rams, and the 49ers. Okay. Can I ask about number five? Sure. Niners getting in the top five at one and one after a loss to the Bears. Mm-hmm. And now after a comeback win against the, the Seahawks, not exactly great strength to schedule so far, but uh, I'm not saying that I disagree, by the way. I just want your, who, who might've been the team that got cut out of that top five? Minnesota. Mm. Because your future 50 to one MVP played like an MVP last oh, night. Boy. How good was that? How I'm good burning, was that winner right there? I'm burning that ticket oh, right boy. now. Yeah, Dave, I got a hundred to one, not looking good. Yeah, by <laughs> the way, Kelly, the guy's been a loser his whole life. Oh! When did you think this guy was a winner? He's got a good team around him. <laughs> Here's the thing. He threw seven interceptions all of last year. He almost threw seven last night. He, he threw three. Because and when there's it, about three drops. God, he's such a bitch. He, I mean, he really is. I mean, when this guy has to throw the ball more than seven yards down the field, he can't throw the ball. 
Remember uh, Justin Jefferson throwing it to the out? He's got a touchdown. Yeah. He, he, by was, the way, he was not good last By night. the way, Irv Smith, uh, stop dancing in the end zone, buddy. How about catching touchdown passes? Yeah, catch an easy ball. I will say this. I told you guys that my nephew, Josh, who got married in Minnesota uh, right before the season began, he's vacationing in, in honeymoon in Italy, right? And so he texted me last night because I keep trying to get my, my nephew and his new wife to come on board the Kirk Cousins experience. And he said, Uncle Dave, I, I'm just glad I didn't see the game last night. I'm so, I said, I'm glad you didn't either enjoy your honeymoon in Italy. Don't ruin it by watching KC8 last night. He was I, awful. I tell you what was awful. I took the Vikings plus 14 and a half. Had no shot. I mean, you it, did. It, they could have backdoored that thing so many times. They couldn't get it done. Well, you got to actually be consistent. Uh, if you had, if you had Vikings second half or uh, like over in that game, even uh, like it is that, uh, Vikings second half. Sorry, Jeremy is running graphics right now. He brought this up earlier. He was on that. Like they, there was zero points scored in that second half. How many times did it look like uh, Vikings were about to score? Kirk Cousins turns it over or whatever happens. Uh, that was wild. It was a fumbling machine. What's his name? Dave Craig Jr. Oh my God. It, it was, it was just awful. I don't know what's happened to Dalvin Cook. That offense, it was a disaster in Philadelphia. But I only disagree with you on one in my top five in the NFC. Go ahead. I still believe in the Purple Gang. I, even last night, be damned. Okay, I've got the Bucks one, Eagles two, which I believe is exactly what you had, right? Mm-hmm. Now, I am not one of those people that says, well, the result doesn't matter. The result does matter. The Vikings absolutely pancaked the Packers in week one. So I have to have them ahead of Green Bay at this juncture through two weeks of the NFL season. And I'm with you. I got the Niners number five. So uh, which team do we, you didn't have the Vikings in? So who'd you have in that I didn't have in? He had Rams. Right? The, the Rams. Rams yeah. All right. That's, that's fair. I, I can, I think that's fair, but I still believe that the Vikings last night was an anomaly. I'm not saying what? that Kirk is going to get back in the MVP race. Cause that's done. But what I am saying is I think they are right now, they are at least on par with the Packers. It's like the Heisman, right? Now, I'm not saying Kirk can't come back into it, but realistically, when you look at why Bryce Young is currently third in the Heisman uh, from a betting standpoint, probably because you saw he didn't have a great game against Texas. He had a great drive. Right. Um, and it's the same thing. Kirk Cousins on a Monday night game with an opportunity. Jalen Hurts, by the way, looked like an MVP last night. He was he, unbelievable. He has drastically improved. I, I have been completely wrong on what he is so far. I sent somebody a message last night. Who would have thought Baker, Kyler, Tua, Mac Jones, and, and Jalen Hurts? And right now we'd be saying Jalen Hurts is the best quarterback out of those five. In this season. And Tua's had off to a great start with Tua Mike had a good half. Yeah. Let's not go crazy. He threw for four bajillion and six tutties. He almost threw for 500 yards. I, I understand that. But, you know, I mean, listen, Frank Reich led the biggest comeback in college and NFL history. Yeah, he, he do you want him to be your starting quarterback every week? Well, I'll say this about this game. The game last night, both the Eagles and then that Dolphins game, when, the, when they were scoring points, those wide receivers were wide, wide open. Were wide I mean, open. come on. This guy wants to annoy them. It's like, you know, it's like why Justin Fields look good coming into the draft because Olave and Wilson are wide open on every play. <laughs> All right, so let's take a look. Let's go deeper with the Vikings and Packers here. All right, because for this exercise, you don't have the Vikings in your top five. I do. But we both have the Packers right around the same spot. I had them four. I believe you had them three out of the top five. Right now, the Packers, to win the division, just win the division, is plus a dollar. The Vikings are plus $1.40. Would you trust Green Bay now more going forward 
Or would you take the long shot on the biting kneecaps that are Dan Campbell and the Detroit Lions at 7-1? Now, Detroit plays Minnesota this week, but the reason why I give the Packers the edge is the experience. You know, you mentioned having Minnesota in your top five there, and I give the Rams the edge, defending Super Bowl champions. What has Minnesota accomplished here that sits there and you anoint them? What are we basing this uh, on? No, no, no. A it's, drop, not, a drop pass by Watson? I'm not anointing them, but they pounded the living you-know-what out of Green Bay in week one. And and let me ask you a serious question. That resonates with me. Fair enough. But do you think if Watson catches that ball in the opening drive? changes the whole game. Changes the whole game, right? Yes. So my my point being is because of an error by the other team that doesn't necessarily move you up in the rankings or the standings. And I got to tell you last night, any of the other five teams that I put on that list, the Rams, the 49ers, the Buccaneers, Philadelphia obviously can't play themselves, and Green Bay – None of them have that type of performance in Philadelphia. Oh, I'm right there with you. And I'm a big proponent of what yeah. happens early in the game does affect, like some people say, oh, it's, you know, yeah. no, no, no. That play, you're exactly right. That would have changed the whole week one matchup, Green Bay, Minnesota. Here's the one thing I've noted, and I think it's why Mike Zimmer is no longer the head coach. The defense was abysmal last year. And this year, even though they, they stomped out Green Bay the rest of the way, you got receivers running free. So Watson, if he catches that ball week one, changes the whole complexion there. And yesterday, Eagle receivers are running free. They've got to be. I know we're going to all look at KC8 and look at the offense. Did you see the total yardage, Philadelphia? They almost put up five bills against Minnesota that's supposed to have a good defense. Well, Counselor, you just convicted your own client. How so? You just said they're running free. Even the Green Bay game, guys were running free. Last night, I didn't even know if Minnesota was actually trying to cover. I thought they were playing seven-on-seven drills, that, that but they were missing four KCA. guys. Yeah, that worries me more than Minnesota having an off-night offensive. Yeah. It's the defense of Minnesota that I thought was shored up in week one against Green Bay, but didn't look the same in week number two. All right, very quickly, let's go to the AFC. Amal? You're top five in the AFC, and if we don't have the same number one, we have to have an investigation. <laughs> Bills, Chiefs, Chargers, Ravens, Dolphins. You know, I think I have the exact same five, but I think, like, in Top Gun, we had one inverted. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, you know, I want to be like an AP poll voter and keep the uh, Ravens ahead of the Dolphins, even though the Dolphins beat them head-to-head. See? I was going to say, you can't do that. <laughs> That's why I flipped the Dolphins, because they just beat the Ravens. I have to take into account the actual result. I, I agree with you, but, you know, the one thing is, see, this is the distinction I would make. It's, it's a, are you ranking the teams based on power rankings, or are you actually basing them on what you think right now? Like, I had Oklahoma ahead of Ohio State yesterday, but if Ohio State played Oklahoma, I would take Ohio State every day of the week. Mm. My, my point being is that in, it's about the matchup. I would take Michigan over Oklahoma right now. I'm just saying based on who they've played thus far. I, and So Kelly was very specific. He said power rankings. I still believe the Ravens are a better team if they play in a rematch. Look. There were a couple of breakdowns. Baltimore dominated this game for three quarters of the game. A couple breakdowns. Yeah. Well, I mean, three breakdowns, <laughs> right? They scored 21 points, but you got to give Baltimore a ton of credit for the fact that they were up. They should have put the game away. I mean, well, the, it was the biggest blown lead at halftime, yeah. I believe, in, in Ravens history. Yeah. So you're up 21 at the half. You win that game probably a percentile of around 98%. Exactly. So I, I'm with you on that. I, I did just flip those two. That's the only thing we did. The, the rules of the exercise are simple. They're, they are power ranked. You guys can power rank them however you want. You just got to be able to support what you're gonna what you're gonna claim. So Fair you, I, I, like I see what you're saying, Amal. If they met on the if they met on the field next Sunday, you'd probably still lean to the Ravens side of it. I get it. But they played at Baltimore and came back. This wasn't like – this was in Charm City. So I have to take that into account, right, instead of the neutral field debate. And I think it's why we both believe – I think we both, if we had truth serum, 
believe the Chargers are better than the Chiefs, but we both have the Chiefs higher than the Chargers because of the result. No, because to me, the difference between the Chiefs and the Charger is, Chargers is so razor thin yeah. that it's it's. I got no qualms if you have the Chargers there, but I give the slight edge to the Chiefs again because the experience and what they've accomplished. Mm. And with, to me, with Miami... This is a team, if you look back at week number one, they were very fortunate. They didn't do anything on offense. No, they didn't. And I, By the way, I, I'm with you there, and maybe the edging coaching for the Chiefs right now over the Chargers. See how that manifests the rest of the way. All right, Wes Reynolds is going to join us next. Do we bring up the Colts to Wes at all? 100%. Of course. Oh Buckle up, kids. Well, what do we have him on for if we're not going to ask him about that? <laughs> President's Cup. We're talking golf. We're talking football. Come on back. It is Visa the Sports Betting Network. Sin's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. This segment of the Easton Big Bets is presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches. Zen Nicotine Pouches are a fresher, simpler way to enjoy nicotine that have helped millions of people achieve lasting change by offering smoke-free and spit-free satisfaction. Zen understands there isn't one right time to make a change. Everyone's timeline is a bit different. Everyone is on their own journey. But whenever you feel like you're ready to take that first step towards change, Zen will be there for you. Check out Zen Nicotine Pouches at Zen.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. Warning, this product does contain nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Back here alongside Amal Shaw, I would also say addictive is if you watch VEASAN live bet tonight with Wes Reynolds and Femi Abebefe. They do an amazing job on that program. You know, Wes and I did a lot of shows for the first year. I, I miss his scent. I miss his smell. And sometimes when this is over, I think we should get an apartment together. Anchorman. Wes Reynolds is back on the airwaves here. Thanks for joining us on Big Bets, Wes. It's great to talk to you. Amal and I had decided that we were not going to bring up the Colts because we didn't want to get off to a rocky start to you joining us here on Big Bets. Are you okay to talk about the, the for the shoe? Dave, you missed uh, my scent of, uh, of Zen, finding my <laughs> Zen in that studio, right? <laughs> exactly right. You could smell the uh, the scent of Zen off me and not nicotine, <laughs> so that's good. But, uh, yeah, you know, why not start with the Colts? Uh, look, they've been a mess through two games, and there's no really way to kind of make excuses for that because they have no excuses. This is a veteran team. And if you go back even the last season, could take not only the two games this season – but the two games to end the season when they are eight and a half point favorites against the Raiders at home, they lay an egg, still have a chance to go to the playoffs. All you got to do is win on the road against a Jacksonville team. That's just playing out the string of the season after the disaster they had the previous year and they lose this 14 point favorite. So you're thinking, okay, turn the page. They're going to be motivated. They've got veteran leadership. They've got a veteran quarterback in Matt Ryan that this is a good organization. They've looked like anything but mm. to start the season. Now, at this stage, uh, with some seven still out there, I'm going to have seven with Indianapolis, and I'm going to hold my nose doing it. We know 0-2 against the spread. Teams historically have actually done very well in the NFL, and you've got a few situations like that this week. So, I'm going to hold my nose and take the Colts, even with Kansas City 
on the extra rest, uh, possibility to get Shaq Leonard back. They certainly are going to get at least a little bit of help at receiver with Michael Pittman, who didn't go last week in Jacksonville. Alec Pierce, the rookie second rounder out of Cincinnati. He should be back this week out of concussion protocol. But they need some kind of shot in the arm. And look, backs against the wall here. And the saving grace, I think, for Indianapolis is that they're in the AFC South. That's what I heard all yesterday on Sports Talk Radio back home in Indianapolis is it's the AFC South, so there's still a chance. You're absolutely right about that. I mean, this is not a particularly strong division, West. but from a Colts standpoint, they've scored only more than three points in one quarter out of the eight so oh. far. And by the way, what is with them trying to recycle every one of these old used, uh, used up and washed up quarterbacks? Rivers, Wentz, and now uh, Matty, uh, Ice. Matt, Matty Ice. Yeah, he's melted, by the way. <laughs> Yeah, uh, look, and, and I think Chris Ballard has got to get a lot of the heat for this. It's kind of like, who gets the heat, Chris Ballard or the head coach Frank Reich? I think it's a little bit of both, but I almost think like Reich gets a little bit more blame and Ballard gets kind of a pass. You you just haven't been able to get a developmental quarterback, I think, within this organization. Ever since Andrew Luck retired and they had to go with Jacoby Brissett, and he did a serviceable job. They didn't make the playoffs, but he was okay. And then you got Phillip Rivers, and then you got Carson Wentz, and now with uh, Matty Ice, as you mentioned. And look, I was wrong on this team. I think a lot of people were wrong on this team, thinking, okay, by default, they're the best team in the AFC South because we can obviously see that Tennessee, it's only two games, but we anticipated some regression with that team, and we've certainly seen it so far. Houston, just really devoid of talent, even though they play hard. And then Jacksonville, we thought, was going to be improved, but how improved were they going to be just in the first year of Doug Peterson? So, yeah, this Indianapolis team, there's no excuses. They're an absolute mess. They couldn't run the ball last week. The offensive line, which is one of the higher-paid offensive lines in the league, and reminder, before the opener, they signed Quentin Nelson to $20 million a year per. Mm. So they're not performing up front, uh, really, really on either side of the ball. You know, Wes, I look at it, and something we talked about a little bit before we had you on in, in the previous segment here. You mentioned that you grabbed the Colts to hold your nose at seven. We are seeing seven and a half still out there. But the the number to me that really is surprising is now they're still the favorite to win the division at plus $1.50. But you know how this number moved all summer. They were laying, you know, started off about even money, went up as high, I believe, as minus $1.50. Is that a playable number now at plus $1.50 to still win this division and trust the veterans? It probably is in terms of the number. And look, we've also seen Houston get cut, by the way. And this is the same Houston team that, by the way, only averaged four yards of play in Denver on Sunday in a really ugly game. But I think they were like 60 or 70 to one. Now you're seeing them like 14 to one mm -hmm. to win the division. And like I said, because it's the AFC South. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, Sunday is going to determine, I think, what the Colts are going to be. But even with a loss, they're still not totally out of it. So I guess it's a playable number, but I think that there's probably better ways to invest your money in this crapshoot of a division. <laughs> Let's go to the NFC. Last night, you know, Dave and I were talking about this before he came on air. Minnesota looked horrific. Kirk Cousins' MVP tickets took a major hit yesterday, but still a long way to go. What do you make of this Vikings team based on the fact that they beat Green Bay at home, but now they go on the road and they absolutely look like a completely – they're 180 degrees mm -hmm. different from what we saw two weeks ago. Yeah, and, and I still like this team, Amal, even though I had Philadelphia last night. I just think that 
they're trying to determine what their identity is. You still have a new coaching staff now, Kevin O'Connell and Wes Phillips, the offensive brain trust there from Minnesota. And I think what you saw last night is just kind of a matchup bugaboo for Kirk Cousins over his career. Against man coverage, he can absolutely slice and dice guys up. But against zone coverage and, you know, kind of playing that underneath and maybe bringing some disguised blitzes like Jonathan Gannon did last night, then he really tends to struggle. And this matchup against Detroit, Aaron Glenn, uh, the former longtime DB, former Jet, former Texan, he is the defensive coordinator for the Lions, and he's going to bring a lot of blitzes. If you've watched the Lions the first two weeks, very aggressive on defense uh, in terms of bringing pressure really from all angles of the field. So, you know, Minnesota and KC8, as uh, your partner uh, has <laughs> dubbed him, uh, I don't know if he's taken the KC8 away, though, based on last night's performance, if he's got to re-earn that on Sunday. But I lean to Minnesota here. Six is kind of a big number. I fully expect the Lions are going to get most of the tickets, though, for next Sunday. Yeah, I've been defending, as you know, West KC8 for a while now. Last night was indefensible, so I'm going to have to uh, table that one until he proves he's worthy of the moniker once again. I want to switch the focus very quickly to the President's Cup because you and I talked all summer, Wes. We saw this number for the President's Cup when it first came out. You could have gotten it around 3-1 to one for USA, USA to beat the international team. That number long gone, and we know the reason why. It's because the advent of Live Golf and a lot of the uh, international players that have gone to Live Golf are not eligible to play now in the President's Cup. But the United States team has been weakened, too, by the advent of, of Live Golf. How do you handicap it now with now to lift the trophy? you got to lay 12-1 to 1 if you want to back the red, white, and blue. Yeah, you've got to go, I think, with matchups uh, once they get announced here in a couple days. Uh, and really, Live Golf on the U.S. side has not necessarily hurt the team from a President's Cup or even a Ryder Cup standpoint for next year because the only American player in Live that I think really would have made this team or had a chance to make this team was DJ. So, you know, Brooks Kepka is not playing well. DeChambeau has kind of fallen off the map. So that was really the only guy. So Kevin Kisner, uh, not that DJ really needs any gifts with all the money he's making, might want to send him some kind of a gift certificate or some kind of gift because that's what got Kevin Kisner on this team is DJ not being there but the core of the American team is still there it's really the international team and I really feel for Trevor Immelman because he was looking at a team that was going to have Cam Smith Joaquin Neiman Abraham Anser Louis Oosthuizen in addition to Matsuyama and Sun JM and Adam Scott and the uh, ball striking prince Corey Connors you talk to Kelly Bidlin behind the glass every week when we do golf modeling Strokes gained approach, strokes gained ball striking, strokes gained off the tee. Corey Connors, the Canadian, is near the top of the list. He just has a trouble with the flat stick on the greens. But the core of this international team, they were still going to be an underdog, but they were going to maybe be like a $3 underdog instead of what they are now where they're seven, $8 underdogs. So you want to look at matchups, and that's where I'm kind of following along, seeing the guys that are being sent out together on the American side. You fully expect Cantlay and Shoffley to pretty much be paired together. Justin Thomas, Jordan Spieth being paired together. Billy Horschel, Sam Burns, who always play well in that Zurich Classic of New Orleans team event. They're going to be paired together. Kisner probably is not a bigger hitter, is going to be with somebody like Scotty Scheffler or Cam Young, somebody mm -hmm. who can really bomb it off the tee. But the internationals, uh, they still got a couple good players with Matsuyama and Sun J.M., the young prodigy Tom Kim, who won the uh, – 
uh, Wyndham Championship at 20 years old just a few weeks ago. But I just think the internationals are so overmatched here. So you really got to probably look at who's going to be the low scorer or look at individual matchups, four ball or foursomes matchups for the weekend. It's amazing when you look at the top point scorers, the, the top nine are American players before you get to Sung JM at 20 to 1, Hideki Matsuyama at uh, 22 to 1 to be the top point score. Hey, Wes, I really appreciate you and Femi do a great work uh, here in the network. Enjoy uh, doing the live bet show, and we'll catch up again soon. Thanks for having me on, guys. There Thank he you. is, everybody. Wes Reynolds, uh, just a great wealth of information. Follow him on Twitter at Wes Reynolds1. When we come back, are you ready? Can you handle the truth? I can't. I'm going to dole out some truth when you come back with us right here on Big Bets on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go, like, how do I detach from my this idea of, what do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Kick off the football season with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is your go to sportsbook for every line boost and special. Lace up for week three with Bet Rivers Parlay Insurance and Touchdown Insurance offers every single Sunday. All season long, build a parlay of at least four legs, and if it loses, you get your stake back as a free bet up to $25. Wager on any player to score the first touchdown on Sunday Night Football. Get your money back as a free bet if they scored any time during the game. Head to betrivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app. It is a whole new all game. I can't believe each and every week as we read that week three. It is, it goes by so fast, people, the NFL season. We wait all year for it to get here and it starts to fly. We're already starting to fly right now. By the way, our pro tip for our number one here on VEASAN Big Bets, we just talked about it with Wes Reynolds, who breaks down golf uh, in a fabulous way. If you're looking to play the President's Cup this weekend, you got to dig into the alternative markets to find value because I don't know about you, Amal. There's no way I'm ever laying a 12-to-1 favorite in just about anything. So sports is still the theater of the unknown, the best movie you could ever watch. There's no way, although I think we'll dominate the international team this weekend, that I'm laying 12-to-1. Go to those alternate markets to try to find some value. I, I would agree with you there. Every once in a while, uh, and I have something specific in mind. Oh. It was a exhibition match between Roger Federer and Rafael Nadal. And the people who put the lineup didn't realize it because they had played one in Basel the previous night. And then the next day they played in Mallorca. And I watched the match the first night. And it was like a regular routine shot. And Rafa's not even trying for it, right? And then when they played in Mallorca, the line, I remember um, it, it, I just kept on hammering it. And it went from like $3 to about $9, kept on betting because I knew what it was. It was an exhibition. Right. It was a charitable match. You They're knew Rafa was never going to lose at home. Where are those places you just mentioned? I got one other in mind for yeah. you. Uh, Mayweather McGregor. Oh. Well, that was $6. <laughs> it was open at 7 I was going to mention that one. That was That's the greatest bet in the history of sports greatest betting. Bet. Behind the Rafa uh, Roger exhibition. And, and, I mean, Floyd just carried him early in yes. that fight. And people got all into it. And then he's just like, I'll, I'll show you what a pro boxer really does. So, remember, that's the pro tip for hour number one here. We do one each and every hour across the VEASAN spectrum. And that means you're going to get, when you watch all of our programming, 20 a day. They're all available for VEASAN Pro subscribers. Only at VEASAN.com. You can sort them out by show or by sport. Amal, can you handle the truth? I can. Well, here's the truth of the matter. For San Francisco 49ers betters, you caught a break. That is the truth with Trey Lance's injury. I know it's not PC. You never root for injuries, but they happen in the NFL, i.e. Tony Romo. When he got hurt, Dak Prescott took his job, and Tony Romo never came back to the NFL again. People lose jobs to injury all the time. And the truth of the matter is the San Francisco 49ers caught a break with the injury to Trey Lance in week number two, and now Jimmy G is their starting quarterback once again. If you have them at plus $1.40 to win the division – you are in play. If you have them at over nine and a half wins, minus dollar twenty-five, you are in play, San Francisco 49 backers. We just had San Francisco in the top five of both of our power rankings in the NFC. And I think for me, a large part of it is I can sleep at night knowing that Jimmy G is the starting quarterback and not Trey Lance. I like Trey Lance. I think Trey Lance is going to be fine. But you have to realize this. This will be year number three that he basically doesn't play football. The COVID year of 2020. Last year as a rookie for the San Francisco 49ers, when Jimmy G got hurt, he didn't look particularly good. And by the way, week one 
against the Bears. I know it was a monsoon. He got outplayed by Justin Fields. And oh, by the way, week two before the injury, they get down to the red zone. They can't score touchdowns because nobody takes them seriously as a passing threat right now. Jimmy G comes into the game after the injury. What happened to the team? Everybody got elevated. They throw a touchdown pass. You thought they won the Super Bowl the way those guys reacted. <laughs> the fans and the media, they can tell you one thing that the other guy's the better option. The players will tell you by the reaction who they want to be the starting quarterback. Now, look, there's a couple of situations in movies that I can parlay this into a Jimmy G conversation of all. Did you ever see Michael Clayton? Yes. Okay, the great movie with George Clooney uh, and the late, great Sidney Pollack. They are, they are mourning the passing of one of their own. And Sidney Pollack says to George Clooney, it's, it's the tragedy what happened. But you know what? If we're being honest, we caught a break. And also in the movie Platoon, Best Picture 1986, you have two rival sergeants, right? You got Bonds and you got Elias. And you've got all these guys split fraction. And they are following two different sergeants. In the NFL, you can't have that in a locker room. And once Trey Lance, it was already happening after week one. Guys are looking over the shoulder going, we got to get the veteran back in there. And guess what? Veterans don't want to wait for young kids to get up to their level. Their window is open right now to potentially win a Super Bowl. They came within one play last year against the Rams. If Jakorski Tart catches the interception by Matthew Stafford, they're going back to a Super Bowl with Jimmy G. So you almost have two situations with Jimmy G, who, whatever you think he is. He's not a top 10 quarterback in the NFL, right. but he's perfect in this system. Why he gets the ball out. This is not a deep ball system. It's a slant system. It's Debo Samuel. It's George Kittle. It's quick hitters to Brandon Ayuk. That's what he does. And that's not necessarily what we were seeing out of Trey Lance. So if we're being honest with ourselves, if we're being truthful, the San Francisco 49ers caught a huge break because now it's not on Kyle Shanahan. It's not on John Lynch. It's not on the front office to, to say why we made the trade up to go get this kid. Now they can say, man, tough break. He gets to sit and learn for one more year behind Jimmy G, and this is the perfect opportunity for the Niners now with a one-year deal for Jimmy Garoppolo to get the band back together one more time and see if they can make some hits. And then next year, all bets are off. You can go back to Trey Lance. Trey Lance might be just fine. But right now, the better option, a quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers, is Jimmy Garoppolo. And the truth of the matter is they caught a huge break because they don't have to answer those questions going forward. Yeah, Kelly, make sure you post Dave's TED Talk. Um, the reality of it is, to me, when you look at it, oh, we will. Uh, <laughs> uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is, gives them the best chance to win right now. And here's the other thing for me. I think the NFC is to be had by anybody. Yes. There's five to six different teams that have an opportunity. Look, I've never been a big Jimmy Garoppolo fan. I think he's a, he's a solid quarterback, but I think he's got a great team around him. And I think this 49ers team is good enough with the talent. And Debo Samuel might be the ultimate weapon in the National Football League. Totally agree. When you look at this team with the defense, with what they have, the pieces there, Fred Warner, uh, Nick Bosa, I think this team is extremely elite. They just need that consistency at quarterback. I didn't understand why San Francisco was so hell-bent on, A, taking Trey Lance. We saw this project blow up in Chicago with Mitchell Trubisky when a guy's only played one year in one game. So why take a guy with that kind of risk there? You look at the potential upside, but an unproven commodity, you waste a third pick. You know, I equate this to when Detroit, the Pistons, didn't take Carmelo and they took Darko Milicic. All right. Because he didn't fit. Uh, yeah. And so to me, I'm like the 49ers in a position to win right now. I, I just don't like the move of bringing in Trey to start. Thought they should have stuck with it because the NFC 
is not particularly overwhelming. That's a great point. That when you look at this conference right now, look where the Niners are in the betting market. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're they're right there at nine to one right now to win the NFC. And to me, okay, the Buccaneers look good, but they don't look great. No, offensively exactly right. they've sputtered, right? And that's why maybe Cole Beasley signing to get some help at wide receiver. Okay, the Eagles look like okay, they might be legit. But if you have a one game scenario in the in the playoffs with San Francisco and the Eagles. You know, I'm rolling the I could roll the dice with the mm-hmm. Niners in that game. So the point here is, is that with Trey Lance and God, look, I think the kid's going to be just fine, but he's still a kid that hasn't played football now in three years. Right. And Jimmy Garoppolo is the better option today. So for everybody backing the Niners, I think those tickets, your value just went up on whatever futures ticket you might have on them. And I think you're right. We both have them in the top five, and that's where they're close to being in that betting market here. I believe number six right now in the NFC. So they're right on the cusp of being one of the shorter favorites to win this conference. And I don't think that's by happenstance. I do think it is by Jimmy G now being the starting quarterback. Remember, he did all this last year on a bad wing that needed surgery. Right. He gutted it out for these guys on a, on a shoulder that needed major surgery in the offseason. And that's another reason why teams shied away from him. And they said, we're not going to pay for a guy that we don't know because of the medicals. Yeah. He couldn't even throw until we got this summer. So the Niners got lucky. They didn't play this right, but they got really lucky, kind of like Cindy Pollock said to George Clooney. We caught a break, if we're being honest, and I think the front office can, can understand that. I, I would agree with you completely. I don't think anyone's going to come out and say it, but I, I think there were a lot of people that felt like he should have been the starter. It's not that Jimmy Garoppolo is an overwhelming guy. It's just when, when you look at it, I think he gives them the best chance to win right now. How do you, how do you evaluate San Francisco this week very quickly? Because, look— the, the offense did pick up when Jimmy G came in, and you sure. saw the rise, just the way they played. Because now you can call a different game if you're yeah. Kyle Shanahan. You can rely on your defense and ask Jimmy G not to screw it up. They're favored, if you can believe this, on the road at Denver. That surprises me. Does it surprise you? Um, a little bit, but I don't think Denver's given you anything to make them feel confident in them. I mean, this team barely eked out a win. And by the way, uh, Nathaniel can't hack it. Uh, just like his dad, Paul Can Hackett, who was the worst coach in L.A. sports history at USC. I mean, it's amazing that they recycle these guys. They use nepotism of dumb people. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I don't get that. Are you trying to hire a surgeon who flunked out of medical school to have his kid be the guy? No, would, sir. I mean, come on. By the way, that is, in fact, the truth, San Francisco. When we come back, and update some of those futures markets like MVP. Oh, boy, if you have a Kirk Cousins ticket. It's, uh, it's a terrible Tuesday. Come on back. It's Big Bets on Visa. These sports betting now. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.